when I was 13 years old, I lost everything, but nothing changed. I felt like I was homesick for a place that I had never been. And like I was grieving someone who I had never met. And I stopped caring about absolutely everything else in my life. To this day, that feeling that started that day and derailed the next five years of my life is the worst, most miserable, and most perplexing thing that has ever happened to me. Nothing changed. Nothing had happened. My life was just as good that day as it was the day before. But I lost my ability to feel any connection to any of it. I still had my family, but I didn't feel connected to them anymore. I didn't feel joy or love being around them. And they hadn't changed. Nothing was different about them. I lost interest in my friends. I didn't enjoy socializing. I stopped caring about school. I stopped caring about athletics. Nothing connected to anything in my brain anymore. And it felt like no matter where I go, what I do, who I'm with, it's all worthless. It's all for nothing. None of it matters. The really confusing part was I had this feeling or a thought. I don't even know if it was a thought or a feeling that there's something somewhere out there. And if I just find it or get it, this feeling will go away and everything will be all right again. And so I became obsessed with that thing, with finding it and achieving it, attaining it, whatever it was, because I would have done anything. And I mean anything to get rid of this feeling. And I did. I tried every single thing I could think of that I thought might help. I got into psychology because of that day and because of the next five years of my life, because more than anything, I wanted an answer to what happened to me. Why did I suddenly feel like I did not belong in this world? Why did I suddenly feel like the life I was living was the wrong life when I had never felt that way before? What happened? If any of what I just said connects for you, then I think this is going to be a very important episode for you. I'm going to give you a little spoiler here. I still don't know the answer. I still don't know what that was. I have many theories. I have studied this obsessively since the day I was 13 years old. Despite having four college degrees, two of which are graduate degrees in psychology, despite doing therapy for 15 years and everything that I've learned and studied since that time, I do not have a definitive answer on what this thing is, on what exactly causes me to experience these feelings from time to time. But I do have some theories, and at least having theories has helped me a lot. And I also have coping tools now. It's hard to develop coping tools for a thing that you don't know what it is. But through just a lot of trial and error, I have found things that really, really help me deal with these feelings. Because they do still happen every now and then. Frequency has gone way down. The intensity has gone way down. Duration um, has gone way down. But I would not say that this thing has been completely wiped out. From my life. It has been minimized. And the tools I've used to minimize it, I think are the only reason I am where I'm at in life right now. Because if I had not learned these tools, this thing would have absolutely derailed my life. This would have been in some way, shape or form, the end for me. So let's talk about my theories first, because over the course of my studies, both personally and professionally, I've come across a lot of things that sound similar to what I felt and what I feel sometimes. The first is anhedonia 
with rationalizing. And so what I mean by that is, you know, we've talked a lot about anhedonia on this channel before, but if that's your first time hearing that word, anhedonia is typically a symptom of a mood disorder like depression, where essentially our reward pathway stops functioning. And so basically nothing in your life feels good. Things that are normally really like pleasurable or fun, just feel blah, bland. Things that are really exciting, you just kind of don't care about them. Things that would normally make you feel proud or accomplished. You, you get nothing there. There's essentially like no positive emotionality that results from your behaviors or your actions. And so you just feel hollow, empty, void. My brain has always been the type of brain that has a really difficult time accepting that things can happen for no reason. And it tends to want to rationalize every feeling I have or every lack of feeling that I have. So when I experience anhedonia, my brain wants there to be a reason. I, I have a really hard time being like, I feel different today than I did yesterday, but my life is the same today as it was yesterday. And so one of my theories is that this at its core is depression and anhedonia. And I just have a massively rationalizing brain that needs to find a reason, even if the reason is illogical or impossible and says, you feel this way because of this thing. And therefore, here's what you need to go and do to fix that feeling. And I would say that is probably my leading theory. I think that's the one that makes the most sense. And so if you're also someone who experiences depression and experiences anhedonia, but also has a very rational brain that wants there to always be a reason or an explanation for everything, that may be a fit for you. Another theory I had is, could this be a mixed episode? So mixed episodes are mood episodes that contain some elements of depression and some elements of mania. And depression and mania are very different states and they each have several different symptoms. So combination of those symptoms, I mean, could look like almost anything. Mixed episodes are an area that I think we have a lot more research to do in psychology and in mental health. Um, they cover such an incredibly broad range of symptoms and presentations. But one of the symptoms of a manic episode is an increase in goal-directed activity and obsessive thoughts towards certain things, like, a, like in almost an un, unmanageable or, or unignorable, there's a better word, but it's just not popping in right now, um, like desire or impulse to do some certain thing. So if you had an incredibly strong behavioral impulse, at the same time you experienced anhedonia and depression, and those two things combined and overlap, that might result in something kind of like what I was feeling, where everything in life feels like it's disappeared and means nothing and is worthless, but there might be a solution out there somewhere. So from the mental health standpoint, like psychopathology and mental illness, those are my two top theories for what this feeling could be. There's also some terms that I've come across in more personal studies. These are not uh, official mental health terms. They're just kind of general terms that I've seen people use that have really piqued my interest because they kind of sound like what I felt. The first one is something called limerence. And I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. I've never actually heard another human being say it. But limerence is sort of obsessive feelings about another person, probably most commonly manifesting as like romantic love or romantic desire. So like a feeling of your life being incomplete or meaningless if you're not with this person. And this person might be someone you've never interacted with. It might be someone, it might be a celebrity. It might even be a fictional person. It could also be someone you know. It could even be someone you've had a relationship with before, but it's different. It's different than just a longing. It's not just like, oh, I wish it would be really cool if I was with that person. It's more like nothing in my life is ever going to be okay. 
if I don't have this person in my life. Um, so again, this is not a psychopath. This is not a mental illness. This is, I mean, it could be. We don't really know what this is. Right now, this is just a term that we use to explain feelings that happen sometimes. Could that be a component of something like depression or bipolar disorder? Theoretically, yes, but it is not currently recognized as such. I'm going to pause from the technical explanations for a little bit, go back to my personal story a little bit, because the first time this happened to me, it absolutely felt like this. And I'm going to share the most personal, the most embarrassing thing I've ever said on here in the hopes of if anyone deals with something like this to help you realize you are not alone and it's not as crazy as it might sound. That day when this started, it did start with longing for a person. And I use the term person very loosely uh, for several reasons. I became obsessed, and I mean really obsessed, like my life felt worthless and devoid of value and meaning if I couldn't have this person in my life with a fictional character from a video game. And keep in mind, when I'm 13 years old, that's in the 90s. So video game, you know, video game characters now pretty much look and act like real people. This is early video games, okay? It gets deeper, though. This character was from a video game called Blade Runner. Now, if you've ever seen the movie Blade Runner, you know that a lot of the characters in the movie and also the game are actually androids, meaning they're even in the fictional world of Blade Runner, they're not real human beings. They are robots designed to look and act like human beings. This character was a, well, they call them replicants in Blade Runner. Real Blade Runner fans would absolutely lose all respect for me if I said android. Replicant is the correct term. This character was a replicant from a video game. Not only that, she had like 20 lines. I mean, she didn't even really have a personality. So this was not like a reasonable feeling to be having. This was clearly a symptom of something that was wrong with me. And the amount of despair that I felt knowing I could not have a relationship with this fictional replicant, like I stopped caring about everything in my life. I didn't care about what I was doing anymore. Now, the weird thing is, I'm gonna talk a little bit about this when we get into the coping skills too. The strange thing is the focus of that feeling changed over time. It wasn't all five years was thinking about this character and that actually did not last that long at all. It kept shifting to other different things, but the feeling didn't go away. So just an interesting aside that we're gonna to return to. The fourth thing that I've come across that kind of sounds like what I felt and I am going to butcher this pronunciation because it's not even an English word. It's a Welsh word, I think. I really dug deep to try to find answers for myself, okay? That's how far I was looking. I think it's pronounced hiraith. It's H-I-R-A-E-D-H. And hiraith, maybe, is essentially like a homesickness or a grief for a time or place that does not exist anymore. So I often see this described when people feel like they should have been born like two or 300 years ago, you know, into a different time frame. People who feel like they are not a fit for the current world and the current society. And, and that's kind of a tricky thing to say, because I honestly think most of us probably feel that way to some degree. And I think there is a level of truth in that. Like our society just isn't, is it crazy to say our society is not built for humans? I don't feel like it is. Not most humans anyway. This will be a major tangent if I let myself go down that road, and it's not really the point of today. So I'm going to just 
head back into where I was, but some people might have a, an unshakable sense that they should have been born at a different time. I suppose theoretically, this also could even be in the future. Um, but it, but it's essentially, I'm in the wrong timeline. I don't belong here. Um, I've also seen people experience this with different places and, and it might be places that they can even go. Like for whatever reason, I knew a few people growing up who were absolutely convinced that they should have been born and raised in Japan. I don't know which this all fits into, right? I'm just going over a few different ways people might feel like they don't belong in this world. Sometimes we feel like we were born into the wrong family. And I don't, again, I don't just mean like, oh, my family's not the best. I mean, like, no, there is like, literally, I got put in the wrong spot. Like there was an error in, in the placement process of me. And I was actually supposed to be a member of this other family. And, and like, I am in the wrong life, wrong body, wrong soul, wrong place, whatever it may be. All different ways that this feeling can show up, right? This whatever it is, mis mysterious, impossible to label, life-altering feeling. So what the heck do you do about it? That's the million dollar question, right? As I mentioned before, I am a, I'm in like excessively rational person. And sometimes that's a weakness. Sometimes that can be like a real Achilles heel, especially in therapy sometimes, because mental health isn't always a rational thing, right? But for the longest time, like the reason that these five years of my life went the way they did is because I was 100% convinced that this feeling was real. And I mean, it was real. Like I, I undeniably experienced the feeling. That's that's not in question. But what is in question is like, was the drive and desire correct? Because again, what it felt like is nothing in my life matters. There's something else out there for me that means more than anything I have right now. And I need to go find it, whether that's a person, a place, whatever, right? And for five years of my life, I was convinced that that feeling was actually a guide. Like, it's telling me something. I am supposed to be doing something different with my life than what I am currently doing. And I took it seriously. I took it 100% seriously. And I kept trying to find this thing. I looked everywhere. I tried to find it in women, in friends, in hobbies, I, in places. I thought if I went to the right place or did the right thing, it would just, everything would just click. And the way I finally started the very first time to slowly pull myself out of this hole was by asking some questions about the feelings that I was having to try to figure out, is this real? Like, is this actually something you're supposed to be doing? Or has something gone wrong inside of your mind that is taking you in the wrong direction in your life? And the first two questions I started to ask myself, because I started to notice some patterns, but for the first time, we're kind of like creating some cracks in the foundation of this feeling that I've lived with for five years. And the first two questions I started to ask myself were, whatever the focus of my thoughts were, whatever the focus of my obsession was, have I ever had that thing and not and and not been okay you know so my brain is saying this thing is the key you need to get this thing you need to do this thing and your life will feel complete again and all these emotions that you've not felt for five years you'll have them back sometimes the things that would tell me that i needed i was like i've had that though and 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 i still felt like this when i had that so that started to create some skepticism in me like for example at one point, I had become really estranged from this 
really, really close friend that I had for a long time. Like I would say he was my best friend overall in the course of my life, other than my wife, who's my actual best friend, but like my best male friend, whatever you want to call it. And I, I felt this deep despair because I was disconnected from him. I'm like, I need him back in my life. If he was back in my life, everything would be all right. I wouldn't feel this way anymore. But then I was like, wait a minute, though. He was there when you were 13. You had him. You had that relationship. And you still felt like this. Something's not right here. This, this doesn't make sense. The other question that I started to ask myself that started to put some doubt into the validity of this feeling was basically the inverse of that question. Have I ever felt okay without this thing? And that one was a real game changer because I traced that all the way back to the very first time that I felt this way. And what kickstarted it was the obsession video game character. And I, I realized that makes no sense. It makes no sense because you've never had that. You, you can't have that. That doesn't exist. And yet there have been times in your life when you felt okay. So if this is a real need, if this is a true absence in your life, this feeling should have been much more consistent, much more predictable, much more stable than it actually has been. Because I really started to notice how frequently the focus of these thoughts was changing. It was all over the place from be with this person romantically to be with this person as a friend to be this person. Like sometimes it was like, I need to be this person who I'm not or live in this place or live in this timeline or what it, it kept changing. And after it changed enough times, I just started to get really skeptical about that because I, I realized if this was real, it wouldn't be changing. It, it, these there wouldn't be constantly moving goalposts and I wouldn't sometimes achieve that thing and then sometimes feel better for a few days and then it just moves again it's like nope now it's this sorry you were wrong and I started to really believe it, it I don't remember the exact time frame from like I am all in I 100% believe that my life is the wrong life to I have some slight skepticism about that idea to like I am pretty convinced that this is actually a mental health problem and not an actual problem with my life. And that's all it's ever been. I couldn't tell you how long that process took exactly. But I got to a point where I was pretty sure that this was actually just a load of crap. That not to say that my life is perfect, right? And that's maybe there are kernels of truth to it, right? Like a lot of these things were about other people, right? I want other people in my life. I have been fairly lonely and isolated at times during my life. So, you know, there probably was like a kernel of truth in that, like, you really do probably need some more people right now. But this all or nothing black and white, you know, life is meaningless without this person. And it would be glorious and perfect with this person. It wasn't making any sense to me. The longer I looked, especially the longer it went on, the more it changed, the more I realized this, this is not it. This, this is, this has to be some symptom of something and not an actual drive or desire or need in my life. Now, that's just my experience. I don't know, even if you've resonated with everything I've said so far, you may be experiencing something different than me. Okay. So I don't know the answer to that, but I am now at this point in my life, 
100% convinced that this feeling that keeps popping up for me, it's a symptom of something. I don't know what to call it. I don't know what causes it, but it's not real. It's a real feeling, but the need or desire is not real. And so that leads me to the primary coping skill that I use today when I feel this way, which is that I take it seriously, but I don't take it seriously. I know. That's just how it sounds in my head. I'll explain what that means. I take the emotion seriously, meaning when I get this feeling, I know that no matter how much I know, no matter how much I tell myself, this is fake. You don't need this. Whatever the stupid random thing my brain decides to tell me is the right now thing, because it'll sometimes it'll go back to a previous one. It's like, hey, remember that thing you got over? We're back. And sometimes it's like, here's a brand new thing. And whatever it is, I take the feeling seriously because I know this is this is just going to have to run its course. And no matter how much I tell myself, that's not the thing. That thing doesn't matter. I am fine. I don't need that thing. I don't need to be there. Whatever it is, I'm still going to feel it for a while. I haven't figured out a way to completely prevent or just eradicate the feeling. I don't know how to do that but I've minimized it. I take the emotion seriously, but I don't take the urge or the thought seriously. I basically treat myself during these periods of time like I am sick, like I'm physically ill because my motivation tanks, my energy tanks, my executive functioning, like focus, concentration, memory tanks because my brain just keeps thinking about whatever stupid thing it's obsessed with. And I know I'm not going to be on my A game. And so I do take that seriously. I, I basically treat myself as if I have, I know I've said this before with depression in general, I apply it to this too. I treat it as a chronic health condition, right? So I'm having a flare up right now. I'm, I'm not feeling like my normal self. I'm not as capable as I normally am. And I, I'm going to need, you know, a period of like, I don't stop doing everything because that, that'll make it a million times worse. My non-negotiables are, to the best of my ability, I don't mess with my sleep. Sleep is crucial. I try not to mess with my nutrition. That can be hard too, because sometimes I don't feel like eating. And I don't mess with my workout routine. My workout routine is, is like the linchpin of my mental health. Um, my workouts look different when I feel that way. Sometimes I cry while I'm working out. Thankfully, I have a home gym. Um, that would be really embarrassing otherwise. But I make sure to keep all the inputs into my brain going because I know my brain is not healthy right now and I need to physically, you know, keep all my brain health inputs maxed out so that this does not spiral because I've had it spiral and I know what that's going to be like. But I do not take the desires or the impulses that I experienced during these episodes or whatever we want to call them, I do not take them the least bit seriously. I basically treat them like they're delusions, which for all I know, they are. But I don't indulge them. I don't try to actually satisfy these needs because needs, because sometimes they're impossible. And even when they're not impossible, I know if I do that thing or get that thing, this feeling won't go away. It might go away for a few days, but it won't go away forever. I also know even if I don't go do that thing, this feeling will eventually go away because it has every other time. It is a temporary problem. And I don't actually solve it by indulging the impulse. I solve it by taking the best possible care of myself, which I feel like is the conclusion of nearly every piece of content that I make. But the older I get, 
and the healthier I get, the more convinced I am that that is such a fundamental piece of mental health that is so rarely thoroughly addressed and emphasized the way it needs to be. So all that being said, there's one more thing I want to add, which is that if you feel this or something like this, I am so sorry because I don't even know what to say about it, to be honest with you, other than that is, it's got to be just the loneliest thing, right? How do you even talk to people about this? How do you, how do you tell someone who seems to be doing okay, like my soul feels like it's in the wrong spot? I mean, it's, I don't even know if those are the right words to describe it. I'm not even 100% sure I've communicated anything to you today other than that I'm a little crazy sometimes. But if you feel some of what I feel, I am sorry. I am so sorry you've been through that. And you were not alone. Please don't forget that. Like, I don't think, I don't know how many views and comments and likes this video is going to get. So, you know, being a little future oriented here, but you in the future who are watching this video, if you're feeling alone and isolated, scroll down. See how many people have watched this video. See how many people have liked this video. See what some of the comments have been. I'm sure there'll be trolls. Ignore the trolls. They will exist as trolls do. But scroll down and see. See if you're the only one. And I bet you're not. I bet there's a lot of people out there like you. They just don't know how to say it. Or they're just too scared to talk about it. Or they don't understand... I would not have told any of this to anyone when I was in the middle of it. I told some people bits and pieces here and there, but this whole thing, like, I wouldn't have even known how, I don't think. So I hope, I mean, honestly, what I hope, what I really hope from this video is it doesn't make any sense to anyone. That's my actual hope. I hope everyone watching this is like, well, he's crazy. I'm so glad I'm not him. <laughs> That's the best case scenario. Um, but if this did resonate for you, I hope that it helps to know you're not alone. I really hope that some of my coping tools help too, because whatever this thing is, it's a beast. It really is. But you're not fighting your battle alone, okay? Take care. I'll see you next time. Okay, so one last quick thought. Having recorded all that about five minutes ago and thinking about it the entire time, I am now feeling extremely vulnerable, exposed, and a little bit embarrassed about what I just shared. I'm not going to delete the video, but I just want to let you know that although I normally try to be responsive to comments and follow-up, this one's going to be a little tricky for me. And so if you tell me, hey, that video about feeling like you didn't belong in the world really resonated with me, uh, I might respond with something like, oh, yeah, how about those chiefs? Weather is warm. Eggs are too expensive. Okay, bye. So just, you know, be prepared for that. Okay.